This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon with Casey Smith. And, yep, he's still here. Josh Weida. I had to look. I hadn't heard much from him, but I think we're going to hear a lot from Josh Weedai. Oh, yeah. We're putting him in his element, okay? (laughs) Yeah. Josh is carrying me on this one, so. All right, well. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got a couple today, Mario and Allie, early 60s, uh, definitely within that 10 years to retirement. Um, at the end of last year, they had just started moving money into their fixed income investments. Uh, based on the market this year, they're not so sure that they want them to sell if they don't have to. Uh, however, they do realize that retirement isn't that far away. So with 2022's market has gone, they're not 100% sure that they're on track. While the past six months hasn't completely derailed the plan, they may still need to pivot. So is that, this is a point where you can probably make some changes, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, 10-year retirement window is is uh, an important one, especially the way that we think about investing with the 10-year rule being uh, kind of our underlying strategy for how you want to allocate between mm-hmm. stocks and bonds or fixed income. Uh, and given that they're in their early 60s, I imagine they're, it doesn't say exactly what their retirement target date is, but assuming it's within that 10-year window, which it does say there, then um, it says that they have started moving some money into fixed income. That's good. Mm-hmm. Now, with the market being down, d- depending yeah. on how they're invested, 20%-ish, uh, hopefully they moved enough to carry them through what could potentially be a pretty volatile time, already is a volatile time, but... You know, the 10 year rule exists so that it can you have enough uh, fixed income in place to carry you through a period when equities are are down. So you shouldn't have to sell stocks in a down market. Yeah, it's you know, it's still pretty interesting to me. Uh, with bonds being down, we, we can never get away from looking backwards to yeah. give us an information on what to do next. But yeah. you can actually get some yield in bonds now. Yeah. More than I'm, twice what you could have gotten last yeah, year. Savers are finally being rewarded a little bit, even right. though inflation is high and you're not keeping pace with inflation today. Right. Uh, right. At least there is some yield to be had in, in, in bonds. Now, on the flip side, if they've invested in bonds last year, they've probably seen the value of those bonds oh, fall. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bloomberg Act aggregate so basically it measures across all the bond market uh, has been down at least 10 percent at points during this year yeah and, and you know that's another i guess point here and and josh you can speak to this some because we we were sort of our hand was forced a little bit as at hensler to delve into bond funds for we've, some yield we've done right it, yep. so um, when yield was zero and we could buy a bond fund which is essentially just a, a bucket of basket of individual bonds. Sure. Um, but they were yielding significantly higher than you could get in an individual bond. Ideally, we would like to ladder bonds, right, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. And Troy, what was it last year when, you know, the last time we were really purchasing certificates of deposits or CDs, you know, the five year was paying like 0.65%, yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, which was the reason for that adjustment right. into bonds. Yeah, um, we were barely getting 2% in the 10 year at times. And, you know, we're higher than that now. But the ones that are really more attractive are shorter in maturities. Yeah. And we we do that so that, you know, while the value might fall, you know, if you buy a five year bond today, let's say you pay $100 for a five year bond. 
And then the interest rate on that bond, this is a coupon payment of 5%. That would be a little high, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the interest rates go up, and all of a sudden, a new five-year bond is paying 10% yield. Then the value of your bond is going to fall on paper, mm-hmm. right? But it's the same concept with stocks. As long as you don't have to sell that bond until it matures, then at maturity, you're going to get your money back. Yes, there's some reinvestment risk there, but uh, the, the bottom line is you're preserving your capital to be spent in that fifth year when the bond matures. Right. And that's the whole idea. And uh, so, you know, depending on how they're structured, Mario and Allie here, um, they may they may be a little nervous to see that the the money they put in their bonds or fixed income, which is supposed to be the safe money, it, right. may, have, it may have fallen 10 mm-hmm. or 15% this year. And that's okay. I would say, you know, depending on how it is, how it's invested, especially, especially if it's in individual bonds that have a set maturity date, don't worry about it. Like that money's going to, you're going to get your money back, your principal back, assuming no defaults. And uh, you're going to collect whatever interest payment you're getting along the way. But that should be what you count on or rely on to spend from in the early years of retirement while you allow the equities in your portfolio to recover from right. whatever, however long this bear market that we're in lasts. Yeah. And normally you have less volatility, as you said, Casey. It's it's pretty rare to see the moves that we've seen in the bond market uh, in a, a regular year. So yeah. we just came from such a low interest rate environment to now, you know, we've got We've got the ability to to make so much more. Yeah, it's it's changing. I mean, the the fixed income environment is changing drastically from where we were. Right. Um, and, and it's gonna that's gonna continue. But to some some extent, what you talked about earlier, Casey, where the market looks forward, yeah, a lot of that gets built in. Uh, you know, the, there's so much talk about the Fed going to three and a half percent on the overnight lending rate. Yeah. Usually, you can look at the ten year when they start talking about that stuff. Uh, their talk moves the market to some extent. The very first time they take action toward that uh, goal of theirs at three and a half percent, you look at what the ten year. Uh, Yield the yield on the ten-year Treasury did it went almost to three point five percent. Yeah, it's forward-looking, like you said, and and it's going to price in those those kind of moves and the expectation that the Fed. I mean, everybody knows the Fed's raising rates; it's no secret, right? So the market's going to take that into account and price that in. But my point is, a lot of that's already built into the price of the other bonds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, there there's some opportunities there as well as, um, you know, the just making sure that that the the most important thing here I would say is just having a plan you know mm-hmm. wh- what does your outlook look like this is a great time as kelly lynn mentioned mid-year to kind of review for almost planning for the end of the year and really let's plan for the next 10 years 20 years and your whole retirement obviously the targets are going to mm-hmm. change over time that's why you got to review your plan periodically um but so assuming they are doing like that you know they're they're laddering out their bonds mm-hmm. and like what they sp- what they put into bonds last year's, you know, for 10 years from now, let's say. Yeah. So this year they could, they could just choose not to move any money. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's a great time to be selling equities to cover liquidity right, right now. Um, you know, that that's what the whole 10 year bucket is for. If they've got 10 years worth of liquidity set aside today, great. They can afford to not sell a year. And if mm-hmm. the, I mean, if that bucket dwindles down to seven years or five years or whatever, then they may not sell stocks during that time, mm-hmm. and they'll let that fixed income bucket dwindle down until stocks recover to a point where, you know, we would say we're comfortable again, taking some off the table and refilling that ten-year bucket. Yeah, uh, but basically, market conditions are not really the 
a reason to derail your long-term strategy, right? Not at all. No. Yeah. I mean, for them, you know, I don't think that you just wake up one day, and some people do, I suppose, but you don't just wake up and say, I'm going to retire today. You know, there's yeah. a little bit more forethought, you know, going into mm-hmm. this. So, you know, if they're already thinking about it within that 10 year, you know, I would say that you should probably start thinking about that plan a couple of years before you get to that, that 10 year mark, uh, especially with that 10 year rule investment philosophy. Um, so, you know, last year, if you're seven years away, well, you know, um, you know, you're going to be working for seven years and you really are needing income replacement for the final three so last year would have been a great year to sell since the market was up what 28 percent. sure yeah and uh, you know one thing that i think you always have to do i talk about it all the time mm-hmm. now, don't just look at the price it's only a single number you have to look at what you're buying it's the, yeah. the valuation price to earnings ratio if yeah. you looked at it last year we hit you know it was around 30 at times yeah. we're now back down closer to our 10-year average. Yeah, and the 10-year average is inflated, as you've mentioned before, right. Troy, because we've been in a bubble to some extent. But, you know, it, it, it's still if you're still working and you still have some free cash flow to, to save, then this is a great time to put some of it away. Are you going to call the bottom? Probably not. No. But that doesn't really matter. What matters is you start putting some more money into to work, you know, at sure. at good valuation. So that's an opportunity that, that they could take advantage of while they still are working and, and saving. You know, they're probably contributing, hopefully, to retirement plans, 401ks, IRAs, what have you. And th- this is a, a good time to to keep dollar cost averaging. Exactly, which, you know, they're going to use a similar dollar amount periodically. So when the market is cheaper than it was last year, you're buying more shares now. Yeah. So, you know, you get more as things reflate. You yeah, I mean, know, other, other, other things to consider possibly, I mean, look at your tax situation, might be uh, opportunities for mm-hmm. uh, tax loss harvesting this year. Um, so you could do that to offset some either current or future capital gains possibly yeah but what about um, rebalancing maybe that's time yeah, to do oh, that. absolutely i mean if you've got a, a an energy heavy portfolio particularly oh, yeah. you know, might not be a bad time yeah, to do that absolutely um yeah. take some take some gains off the energy stocks and put it into some companies that you like that are still uh that are a little more beat up yeah valued maybe more, healthcare, right more attractive <laughs> There you go. Kelly Lynn, what do we got next? All right. Coming up next, we have some listener questions, including what to do with eight-year money. He's got uh, got some cash in his brokerage account and wants to know what to do with it. All righty. So you're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.